Welcome to another episode of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. It is here where we promise to bring you everything, every time, for everybody. And today is Sunday, June the 5th. Tomorrow's my sister's birthday, Kenny. I won't tell you how old she is because I want to live for another day. Um, But uh, she'll be celebrating. She actually is going to be in San Francisco on a layover as she and her son and daughter head to Europe for her birthday. Okay, can I I get an amen? She didn't even ask me. Did not ask me to come. I I have my guests in here and they're uh, amen with me, but I'm going to introduce them in a second. But because this is a fabulous, this is going to be, this is like the highlight of the year so far. And I saved it until we were six months in. You know what I mean? Waited till we got all our foot wet and all that kind of stuff but it's pride month and that you know when i say pride month i'm going way beyond lgbtq because there's a lot of things out there that a lot of different groups can be proud of and um but i have a group of ladies and a gentleman here who are part of a wonderful project that i'm sure you're familiar with called transcendent is a new docuseries that has been on fuse tv it's about to enter in its second season beginning on june the 8th so we're gonna have them here now um as we talk about season one and going into season two because i have the cast and one of the creators here so here we are i'm I'm going to introduce them we've got larry hashbarger who is the creator he's the owner owner of asia sf which this is based on um we also have christina who's one of the co-stars hi everyone hi we have naya also a co-star and the lovely bianca who's also a co-star hey hey so we i got it come on clap out there i know y'all clapping because we got it we're gonna do it for you here we've got so much to talk about um with them all because the show after season one was an instant hit after the six episodes and um um larry i know this has been a project that you've been working on for i don't even want to know how long several years it's been it's been a few years right and um and you know, things were going along and then some hiccups as it happens when you're trying to produce a reality yeah. show. Yeah. And then it got picked up um, with Wow, uh, World of Wonder to produce it. But tell me, like, and I tell the audience out there, wh- what was going through your mind is because how, how, how long have you been? Have you owned Asia SF? How long has that been? Well, first of all, I just want to say hi to everybody okay, out yeah, there, yeah. and also, uh, it's my birthday in five days. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. happy birthday, so another Gemini in the house. Another Gemini in the house, <laughs> and it's, it's actually two days after our premiere, which I know we're going to talk about, but first of all, to answer your question, uh, HSF uh, has been open for 18 years. Oh my gosh. Last month, uh-huh. we celebrated our That's 18 big. year anniversary, and so it's just been an incredible journey, a magical journey. Uh, challenging journey over all those years and you know to see transcendent come to fruition and and actually you know a network that believed in it and a production company that you know world of wonder who's the absolute best it's amazing it took seven years if you can believe it baby to get this show on the air and you know they say everything you know in its time and I, I guess it was our time that we were blessed to to finally get the green light um, last year, and uh, we're thrilled. Now, did you have did it Did you have a concept for something like this? Not from the beginning, because you know, eighteen years is a long time ago. We barely yeah. had internet. No. <laughs> 
honey. Oh, my I, God. I remember that. That's a major reality TV. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? But, um, at, you know, but what a point, point working with, you know, because this, Asia SF is unique. It's the only place that I know of on a day-to-day basis that is a, you know, restaurant, uh, an upscale restaurant who serves for course meal. And then they have this wonderful show like Coyote Coyote Ugly on top of the bar. You have a stage right. up there. Yeah. I mean, that's unique. Yeah. So what? that's unique in its own. And then you take this reality show part of it. That's mm-hmm. another unique thing. I mean, when did, when did you think about expanding the uniqueness of mm-hmm. Asia FF? I must say that I probably a couple years after we opened, I started thinking this would be a great story for television. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reality TV back then was, you know, starting to just really, you know, take off. And it sort of started to gel. But, of course, as these things do, you they get put on the back burner and then, you know, you move forward with it um, when the opportunity presents itself. And so we actually, it was a unique story because we actually produced a couple different sizzle reels on our own (laughs) that we self-funded, you know, HSF funded. And um, we went out, we got a manager in Hollywood, um, and we went out and we pitched like every network in Hollywood. We even went to New York, Uh and everybody Mm -hmm. said, we love your project, but it's not right for us. Mm -hmm. And it was so frustrating. And so we eventually, um, you know, decided to put it on the back burner for a while until maybe, you know, Hollywood was ready for our story. And then, you know, it was the heavens delivered and, you know, we got a call one day and here we are today. So, yeah. Now, a couple of couple of you for sure, I know, have been with um, Asia SF for a long time. I know, Bianca, I think you're probably the senior one here. Yeah, yeah, it's myself, then Naya. <laughs> so you guys have by three months. So you guys have been a part of this whole thing, seeing it go up, drop down, go up, drop oh, down. Yeah. Is it ever going to happen? I don't know. I, yeah. you know, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. As I'm sitting, am I going to wait and wonder if it's going to happen or whatever? So tell me, kind exactly. of what you were going through, as as Larry was saying back in the day when it was first coming up and seeing it go. Oh, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's going. How you know, was that roller coaster? I've, I've been at Asia for. This is Bianca, by the way, y'all. Hi, there. everybody. I'm Bianca. Uh, your current. My name is Gay United States. Go promote, girl. Promote. National title holder. Thank you. And I say it every time because I worked hard for that you damn sure title. You sure did. You sure did. You sure did. So, um, but with that said, I mean, I've been in Asia stuff for about 13, 13, 14 years. And um, they, I, I know we were pitching the pilot for quite some time. And to, to just, it was a lot of ups and downs, honestly. It was just like, okay, so is this ever going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is my life on hold? And I, I even contemplated at one point I was like you know maybe I just need to move back to LA and then right when I needed that confirmation the show came through and I was like well I'm staying in San Francisco <laughs> yeah I guess you know yeah um, and what about you now now are you from here originally or is yeah this, I'm is the original on? Bay Area oh listen, look at you <laughs> I know we're rare <laughs> yeah and and Naya you know like I was speaking to her before the show we went on the air it's like probably of everybody on the show other than LA I probably know the least about you know as far mm-hmm. as like you know all on the internet your stuff yeah. ain't all on you know like this one over here uh, <laughs> you ain't all on the internet doing your stuff and tweeting every five minutes and stuff like that. So I think I think the public out there is probably really curious about Naya. Yeah, you know. So you're you're a native you're a native Bayarian, and so what was this roller coaster like for you? Um. Well, I mean, a lot of 
people probably don't know this about me because I am on a TV show, but I'm a very private person mm-hmm. and I'm kind of shy. I say that I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so I like my alone time. Um, to be honest, when it first, when Larry first approached me seven, eight years ago to start, you know, trying to film a pilot and to be a part of a reality TV show, I honestly said yes, only because I thought it would never happen. <laughs> and I was like, why would people want to watch me? Like, I'm kind of boring. I love that. I love that. And so there was so many different reincarnations of the show that we did. And then we started getting so close to, you know, it actually being aired. And I kind of had to step back a little bit and be, I was the last girl to sign my contract. Oh, you were really contemplating. I almost didn't want to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, I am such a shy person and I don't like everybody to know my business. But, you know, the reason why I did do it just because I know that the transgender community needs exposure out there. Mm -hmm. And if I can help in any way, then that makes it worth it for me. But you know what I think is interesting, and, and I have a question for you, Christina, but I think what's interesting about watching this is, you're right, there's there's two commonalities that I see amongst all you women on the show. One, uh, you work at Asia FF. Mm-hmm. Two, you're you're all trans. Yeah. But you're all different. Yeah, and, and we're I, that, all yeah. women of color, what, too. Yeah, and all women of color. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what's interesting is because we're seeing so, we're seeing five different women you know and yeah. i think so many times when we talk about our community our, our lgbt community we want to even though that in itself is different they want to put each group as the same so every gay person's the same yeah. every yeah, lesbian exactly. person's the same mm-hmm. every and it's not and, yeah. and and i love that we see the rainbow within the trans community yeah. on this show mm-hmm. and your all your interests are different you mm-hmm. all have different ambitions within the, even what you want to get out of the show your ambitions are different and i like that it, it, it makes the show dynamic. It's not boring at all. <laughs> and I think a lot of people thought, to be honest, you know, me being out in the public and thinking about and hearing what people are saying, I think they really thought that this is going to be really kind of San Francisco trans women. They're, they're going to be boring. They're going to their lives can't be interesting because they think, oh, they're they're community girls. They're, we know everything. It's going to be boring. And then we started watching, honey. We had no idea. But see, I think that. I think, <laughs> That's what San Francisco tends to think about us. Yeah. They think, oh, well, the Asian stuff girls, they're just trans girls. They're boring. Right. Yeah. But now they get to see a taste of us on the show and see us out more in the community. And they realize, wow, these girls are actually doing more things than we thought. Right, right. Now, for you, I know, um, Christina, you are really, I know you have aspirations to really do acting. And so when this started coming about as possibly be do, doing the show, would your interest really because, okay, I want to be an actress, and this is something where I can really kind of do that a little bit, even though it's a reality show, it's not scripted. But, you know, um, is, is that kind of what you saw on it and why you stuck stuck it out? No, for me, it has been because of the fact that, one, being an activist mm-hmm. in the community for so many years, right. when we started filming this, um, like the first Sizzle Reel with um, Asia SF was back in 2008, um, and me being one of the originals alongside Naya... Um, it, it, it was a very kind of like empowering thing because like Naya, I tend to be an introverted. I turn red easily. Like I, now? I like yeah. now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I like a tomato I, right I, now. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to blush. Um, 
But I think even working at Asia Sub, it's helped me kind of like break expand, out of your shell. Yeah, break out of my shell. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Like, you know, and and I felt very empowered by the other girls too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because we're all uniting and in, in creating that visibility. Because there really hasn't been that trans visibility until so much more now, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, which has led also now, you know, you guys just recently celebrated uh, being named Celebrity Grand Marshals, which congratulations on that. Yes. And, you know, I just think it's going to be, uh, I can only wait to, you, you can't have more than one car, right? You're going to have each have your car. I just heard we got five cars. Yeah, okay. Because I, I can, like, have yeah. Michelle call BMW because she, she's, <laughs> she's the reason why we have the cars there in the first place. <laughs> Make sure you've got five cars. Um, Work, Michelle. Thank five, you, Michelle. Cars, Thank we, you can't, Michelle. We, can't, we can't forget Larry. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but, you know, to me, it's always a question like, why do we have to always wait for these types of things to happen for, you know, a group to be recognized? Why is it taking, you know, a TV show and everything? Oh, let's get the celebrity, you know, let's make them trans, you know, and that type of thing is always bothering me. But this is a great thing. And what I want you guys to think about before we take a commercial break is what do you think this show has done or is doing um, as far as helping people understand the trans community or trans women, uh, trans women issues, which you know, aren't different than any woman's issues. But, um, but you know, all of that, because, you know, I think people are looking for it in for, as uh, far as entertainment, but um, there is also some education that goes along, which is why it's called a docu-series. Mm-hmm. And um, before we go to break, I want you to take a uh, think about this, Larry, is what has this show done to change HSF? Right. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back because I got to pay some bills. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale.com. 
G-R-E-C-A-R-E.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Because you know I love it when you just stick around for what's coming next. Because I know you, if you already dialed in at the beginning of the show, you are on your seats just waiting for more conversation with the ladies of Asia SF and the stars of Transcendent. I have Christina, Naya, and Bianca with me. And they're joined as well with the creator and uh, of the show and owner of Asia SF, Larry Hashbarger. And so we've been we've been here, here chatting about the uh, the whole beginnings of Transcendent and how it came about. And basically, I asked him before we went to break is how the show has somewhat kind of changed things um, for them in, 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 in what they're going to be doing and, and whether or not there is this um, education component to the show that the uh, ladies have taken on. And, um, and then I also asked Larry, and I'm going to start with him, with what has this show done to change kind of the concept of Asia SF, if it has? Um, what has happened um, since a, um, Transcendent has come about over the last year in how you look at Asia SF as not only a trans, um, a trans community bar or restaurant or a place for careers to actually begin, really, yeah. mm-hmm. um, for trans right. women. Um, and, and now going forward with this big show that showcases this, this establishment. Yeah. You know, I really think Transcendent um, is sort of an extension of Asia SF in the sense that what we do there every night is really educate people. Not like, you know... 101. Pointing at yeah. people <laughs> with your finger and saying, you know, you have to learn this. It's more of an organic thing where, you know, people come to Asia SF. 70% of our business is women. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've never met uh, a transgender person before. Mm-hmm. And so many times they're very curious about their lifestyle, the girl's lifestyle. And, and of course, we always say to girls, you know, you're, you can... Ask, answer any question that someone asks you. Um, if you don't want to answer the question, you don't have to answer the question. I mean, it's really up to them. And, and so I think Transcendent is really sort of an extension of that where it's about educating people and, and to the idea that trans women are no different than anybody else. They have the same issues. They have the same triumphs and, and you know, challenges in their life that, that we all do. And so I think that's it. Also... Now, after season one, I'm finding a lot of people coming in because they've seen the show. So if as a business, uh, you know, from a businessman perspective, I'm happy because it's helping to build our business as well. But for me, more than that, even, it's really about giving the transgender really positive, empowering, you know, uh, identity. And one of the, the issues I had from day one about a reality show and and as you said our show really is a docu-series so it's a little bit different but i was worried that it wasn't going to be handled properly mm-hmm. that the girls were going to be made fun of or it's just that you know that that uh who they are would not be um shown in the correct light and as i said before we were blessed because we ended up with a network who totally believed in our project wanted to do it in the right way which is to you know, empower the trans community to, with love and respect and dignity, 
With that said, there's lots of drama, and especially you're going to see that in season two. And then when you get World of Wonder, you know, they produce RuPaul's Drag Race for Logo. They produce Million Dollar Listing for um, Bravo and a lot of other big hit shows. When you get some uh, production company that's one of the best in Hollywood that really knows how to handle, you know, the LGBT community, then, um, you know, you're going to see something that you can be proud of. And I think that's where we are. Well, and to, to and I'll throw the, that's really good. And thank you. You answered every secondary question I had to come up with. So you answered all of those because I did want to know if you had noticed an influx of people coming to Asia SF because of the show. So to Asia, oh, I'm part of Asia. I've been there. I'm a watcher. So kind of you've gotten the reverse. So that's really, really good. But as far as the education part, I, I think of, there's still so many people out there when you talk about having 70% women is, um, uh, patrons of Asia SF that are c still confused over trans women and drag queens. Mm -hmm. And um, RuPaul's Drag Race is there with World of Wonder, but I don't think it's really corrected a lot of the confusion, primarily because up until maybe the last two or three years, many of the girls who were on RuPaul's Drag Race were kind of your pageant, beautiful queens. They were just beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful queens. Now we're getting a little bit more artistic type. We've got Thorgy and those type of people mm -hmm. come through. She was out last night. Yeah, and Kim Chi and all those who've come through really put showing that this is an art and these yeah. are artists, you know. Yes. You are women, not uh -huh. you know, you do have an art that you do that's outside of you being a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think the show, do you feel that the show helps with that under making that distinction? I think Bianca? season two, you see a, a lot more of of us um, as women and like our day-to-day -day lives and what it is to be women mm -hmm. or transgender women actually and and what we go through. So if you tune in season two on June 8th at 1130, you'll be able to see um, a lot more of, okay. of our lives and everything. I mean, it, it's, it's trying because sometimes you're like, wow, I don't want that on TV about myself <laughs> or I don't want yeah. to look like that on camera. But honestly, like, the, the people that do our editing, World of Wonder, they do a really great job at making us look good. Mm -hmm. Like, I just saw... Even the, through all the... Even through even all the... Through, I just saw the first two episodes, and I was kind of like, wow, like, that that's out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like... Excuse me. I was like, well... That's what I put out there, but you know it in a whole. When I look at it, all of it, I was like, I don't look that bad. So. And, and, <laughs> but, and it's real. You yeah, can't, you can't be it's anything nice. but but real but yourself. Yeah. And now you, we were talking about kind of um, you know you the activist part of it and your desire to kind of be out there to show you know mm -hmm. to show the lives of trans women. Um, do you feel the show's doing that? And and if so, how has that affected you being the Miss Private thing that you are? <laughs> um, how has that affected you being able to say, I want to, because that is kind of a thing, I want to show the world who we are, mm -hmm. but then again, I'm kind of private, and yeah. I don't want to show them who I am. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, but I, you know, yeah. two different things. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I, I say this a lot, but, you know, we're not, we're not representing every single transgender woman out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we are the showgirl aspects. But even, you know, between us five, we're all different, like you were saying before. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's really, really giving people, you know, the awareness mm -hmm. of trans 
women. Um, we just did DragCon, RuPaul's DragCon, a few weeks right. ago. And a, a panel, right? We, we were did a panel. panel yeah. And then we also had a booth as well. And, you know, we were promoting season two. We had a lot of people that came up to us that watched the show. And yeah. a lot of trans people, too. Um, and I would have conversations with these um like uh, trans men and trans women actually and they would tell me that they're like newly transitioned and watching the first season really helped them accept uh, their authentic selves Mm -hmm. so you know we are definitely touching people not only you know everybody but trans people too we're helping trans people Mm -hmm. you know accept themselves and you know you just gotta love yourself yeah um, and Christina, a lot of people may have a different idea or did have a different idea of what it is that, you know, you said your showgirls, mm-hmm. what that really meant for, you know, you dancing on the, doing performances on the bar. And I think the show kind of really shows a, in a great light that, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is real talent stuff right. that's going on. It's not a drag show. I, I, I keep saying that being a drag person, I can say that. And, <laughs> and, but it's not. It's not, a, you know, this is a whole different type of entertainment. Um, what do you think about how that changed you? you? Have people looked at you differently as an artist? Because you do both drag shows and, mm-hmm. and stuff as well. How that changed you and how people perceive you as an artist by this show, seeing you, you know, seeing the show and seeing what you guys really do. Right. I, I think for me, like, for example, drag per se is more like an art mm-hmm. you know and when i look at drag you know like you have other men or women that are labeled as drag queen or queen and, and they just go they extend themselves into creating this persona mm-hmm. versus the life that a trans person either man or woman lives is just 24 7 who they are mm-hmm. you know so it's by definition of what they feel like so, so there's no difference between... You know, I, I think it's interesting that Christina said that because I myself am also an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And, and it is exactly that. It's creating this persona that's for stage. Mm-hmm. And what I like that our show does is it actually, it shows that we, we, we're on stage, but at the same time, we still do day-to-day things as, as women. Like, well, and, and when you get off stage, when I get off stage, I peel a whole lot off. <laughs> so, I peel a whole lot off, too. Yeah. <laughs> So I just don't put my titties on <laughs> exactly. in the Exactly. But, you know, I feel a whole lot off, but, you know, I know you as Bianca on or off stage. Yeah. You know, and we all know you're the... You can't peep. You know, there's nothing to peel off. There's you know the whole except the lashes and, and maybe right, some hair. So I can, you know, some people say, you know, leave leave it on the dance floor. I can leave it on the stage. You know what I mean? You guys can't really do that. So there is a little bit different. You know that persona. It is a different. You know, there's a different character when you guys are up there. But mm-hmm. it's hard for them. It's kind of like I don't want to. I'm not equating it. You guys are like, but like porn stars, the same. Like they're on camera, they're doing their thing. But when they're off, they're still right. perceived by the audience the same. Because I'm looking at you, you're the, you look exactly the same. I, think, <laughs> yeah. I, I think like that's the difference too. We don't do drag. Mm. What we do is cabaret, burlesque, kind of. It's like going to J Lo show yeah. or Britney show in Vegas. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, like Beyonce. It's, it's exactly and that. Years. I look at it as we are. We are artists. The only difference is some of us don't sing our own songs yet. 
But it's exactly that. We are like, we are artists who get dressed up in the rhinestones and give you a show the same way Britney, Whitney, Celine, and all of them else. Well, when, when you guys were doing your speaking engagements, because you've, you've done uh, the Twitter thing, which is going to be on this, sh- on this season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a panel, which I think is phenomenal. You spoke to, you know, what, uh, that's one of the biggest companies in the world, and you got a chance to speak to um, that cor- corporation. You know, and, I forgot we filmed. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I did my homework, and um, and you did the drag con and and all that. What were some of the questions that you've been getting that you're kind of shocked that you're still getting at in, in 2016 as it relates to the trans community? I don't think we're getting now mm-hmm. with all the trans visibility. I don't think that we're getting that many questions that kind of you know shock Shock us anymore Mm -hmm. because also like you know larry has said before we have an an amazing network that is like backing us up and production company and they really do protect us they they said that if any inappropriate questions come out they're gonna they'll take care of it that we don't they want us to feel safe yeah I do know on, like, my private Instagram, I get messages from, like, young trans people who ask me about what it is to transition, can they work at Asia Asaf, where can they get affordable surgeries, um, different stuff like that, or how much of an inspiration I am to them, knowing that as a young person, you know, they have somebody to look up to. So, I mean, I get those questions, but they're not too difficult because, you know— like Christina said, her and I, we have a background in social services right. for like over 16 years here in San Francisco, primarily dealing with the transgender so community. So you're used to, you're, you yeah. can handle right. that kind yeah. of stuff. So, well, we're going to take another uh, break, but when I come back, I want to uh, um, ask you and delve a little bit into, so think about this, uh, ladies. What has happened on the show in season one after looking at it that you wish you hadn't presented yourself or said what you said? Um, and two, for you, what situation have you allowed the show, what situation did you allow the show to go into last season that you wish you would not have allowed the cameras to film? That's for Larry. And we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Chuck Spence. I'm the owner of the Maui Sunseeker LGBT Resort, and I'm also vice president of Maui Pride. It's not just the only LGBT resort in Maui, it's the only LGBT resort in all of Hawaii, which is really kind of amazing. Maui Sunseeker actually started years and years before I even got involved. I came along as one of the owners a little bit later in, in life. I came to Maui back in 1978 and absolutely loved the island. I fell in love and I thought, this is where I want to live, this is where I want to be. And so from 1978 until 2008, I finally came alive with the dream and bought the Maui Sunseeker because I realized that this would be the next step in my life and um, thought that this would be an ideal situation because I could do something that, that was my own business rather than making money for other people. It's important to have a place where, you know, you can feel comfortable about yourself, you can feel loved, and you can feel welcomed by everybody. And I think that that's the ambiance that we try to create. And, and that's the message that, that we try to deliver in all of our ads and trying to bring people to Maui, is that, you know, we're not just an experience on Maui, we're an experience of Maui. When you think back years ago, how 
closeted we used to be. And you think about how suppressed we were back then to how open and accepting we are now. And, and it's, it's a good progression for society. It's good that people are, are not just you know, tolerating, but appreciating diversity. And that's the message, is that we really need to make sure that, that people appreciate diversity. I think that whoever you are, follow your passion. Follow what you believe in. Follow whether it leads you down the path of art or whether it leads you down a path of business or you know, some other aspect of internet creativity. Um, follow that and, and just be passionate about what you do. Spotlight on Success and Achievement is brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the commercials because our sponsors really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yay, sponsors. Yay, sponsors. I love it. I love it. No, we, and really, just want you guys to say that because, you know, I really, I love our sponsors because they really um, made some special messages for uh, the LGBTQ community and, you know, really show what they're all about and supporting our community. So I want to thank them again. So thank you guys for um, applauding that. Um, before we went to break, I kind of threw out uh, some questions for you guys to think about. And uh, I'm going to start with you, Larry, on the question yes. I threw out, out um, um, to you about, you know, you as being a creator and having this vision and working right. with the producers of the show on, on what's going to be filmed and everything. As season one has, you know, ended, of course, and we're going to season two, and you look back, is, mm -hmm. there, is there a situation that you think that you've put the ladies in during that season as far as filming that you kind of wish that, uh, if I had hindsight to do and did it all over again, I would kind of uh, avoided yeah. that? Yeah. You know, for me, there there wasn't any specific thing that I would like, oh, my God, I wish that wasn't in the show. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, and I think Naya was saying it earlier, it's their real lives. Mm -hmm. And it was even hard for me, because I have a few cameo scenes in, in the show, to be in front of a camera and starting, you know, to tell things, intimate things that you might not, want the world to share because one of the things that I've, I've really discovered you know with HSF I mean we you know always have when we do the live shows we have you know a, a nice small audience within right. HSF. It's an intimate audience but right. We are reaching millions of people now <laughs> and so many people have come up to me in HSF and said you know my girlfriends and I we all watch the show or we love the show I mean we have so many fans out there we don't even know about it like millions you know like when we got the ratings we were like you know millions of people watched our show so um, I think you just have to get it used to the idea that if you're gonna do this you're putting it on the line and season two for me personally was much more comfortable being in front of the camera because you really have to just act as if the camera's not there, mm -hmm. and sort of and that's difficult. And let that's it go. That's got to be difficult. It, it is difficult, but the more, I think, the more you can do that, the better the scenes are because yeah. they're more. It's like sitting here talking today. It's just like we're having this conversation, mm -hmm. and so I think as far as as the show again, you know, I had a lot of uh, reservations going into it, but when I saw season one. I felt proud and I was happy and it you know I'm a very I'm a lightweight okay 
So I was crying many different times uh, in the show. I was laughing, but mostly just feeling happy and proud for the girls and, and for all of us that we were able to accomplish a dream. And right. it's really, I say to people, never give up your dream because someday, if you believe it, it will come true. And it happened for us. So And, and, and also, you know, so many, so many times we, we think of our dreams as only something that we want. And just so many times you sharing your dream, you realize other people have the same dream you do. And it gives yeah. them more empowerment to, I can do it, or this can happen for me. Um, Christina, thinking about some things that you did and said and situations that you were filmed doing in uh, season one, is there something that you, if you could take back a scene and say, I would have I would have said something different to, to my girls, or I wouldn't have put mm -hmm. myself in that situation. Um, you know, not that you're embarrassed of it, but you wish it would have shown a little bit differently. For me, I can honestly say no, because, you know, it's like Larry said, we're basically living our authentic selves on camera. And it is very hard because it's like Naya, you know, it's like, I not to say I'm so much of a secretive person, but it's like, how much of myself am I really going to be sharing with the world? You know, I, as far as something that I could take back, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, wish that I didn't have the camera crew film at my place because... That's a very vulnerable moment in my life. I get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But because it was very vulnerable, you know. Um, but Christina, I people that, needed to see that, though. I get it, because I joke, and I say, oh, yeah, I'm kind of like the Cinderella story, and this is my castle. But when it comes to, like, my family, they didn't know the kind of life that I lived. Though I wasn't faced by it, and I'm not faced by it, it just it bothered me because my sister was like, I couldn't show that to mom because... And here's a funny thing. She wasn't embarrassed of the life that I live because my family is very supportive. But it was more like I couldn't show that to my mom because I didn't want her to feel bad for you because of the fact that I, I, you know, you know how mom is very protective. And that's how a parent is. You know, they want to take care of you and stuff. But it's so funny because it's the opposite of I'm concerned of you being trans or anything like that. It's just more we care about you. What's going on with you in your life? You know? But in a way, I'm also glad, like Bianca just said, that people need to see that because people need to see that in, absolutely in our community, we're so diverse, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're struggling regardless. And we're trying to mm -hmm. elevate ourselves in the best way we know how. Naya, how about you? Is there, you know... Um, you're always calm to me, though. I, you know, I do. I, I'm sitting here looking at her with this beautiful, um, you know, storm-looking hair, and I'm thinking, you're, you do, you're like the, you, but you come in and usually calm the storms. Her, she flies in, her hair's going. ladies, ladies, ladies. Ladies, ladies. It's not as calm as that, but, <laughs> but you know, did, did you see anything that you, because you know. It shows you dating many times in the in the and in, in your whole thing about going through your dating process and how that is for you and how men look at you and who yeah. you're willing to date and who you're not and all that. Are there things that you've shown on the show that you oh, if I could have taken that one thing and twisted a little bit, I'd be okay. Uh, not really, because I went into this. You know, I mean, everybody has their insecurities. Right. You know what I mean, and I have many, mm -hmm. but. I had to go being beautiful is not one of them people I'm just saying <laughs> just saying uh, but um I just had to go into it just thinking you know just be yourself make your mom proud and I mean my mom taught me don't say anything unless it's 
if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything. Yeah, at or all. don't say anything that you don't want to hear say it back to you. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. about. Yeah. If I mean, you don't I'm want not, nobody to say it back to you, do not I'm say not it. I'm not always really nice, but you know, trust and believe. If I have something to say, I'll usually say it to that person's face. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Yeah, I don't really have any regrets. Uh, the second season, on a, on the other hand, I have no idea yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bianca, I'm sure we're all going to have a lot of regrets. Yeah, now, Bianca now, honey. Now, we know Bianca. I know, I've, I've known Bianca for years. And she don't hold back what she got to say. She got to say and sometimes in this show in the preseason. What, honey? There was, there was some feathers being ruffled. Some, you know, I thought yeah. I thought we were going to watch the Dynasty episode with, you know. With well, Diane Carroll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alexa's a diet. Yeah, they were like... <laughs> I was ready, girl. I had my popcorn ready. You know, honestly, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I have a, like, like, when I'm provoked, I do have a bad temper, but that's only because I'm hurt in that moment. Yeah. So my first defense is to let you know how I'm feeling, and if I upset you, oh, well, I said what I needed to say. But then I could turn right around and skip away from you as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I think that's a... I love skip away. <laughs> And sometimes I might skip. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching for that in season two, people. So you be Bianca, skip me. There is that scene, actually. Oh, my God. oh no, oh, no. We're just... I think got that scene. I'm not sure she was skipping, but, but yeah, it looked a little skip a lot. <laughs> Definitely a beautiful season- walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely in season three, you need to skip away after a fight. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will just fall out laughing. Uh, <laughs> well, in this season, you guys are doing more. There's one more episode than there was yes, last year. Yes, we have year. seven Yes, now. we have seven this time. Does that mean like maybe to get up to like 15? We'll be watching a whole thing. We'll and yeah. like the Kardashians. We'll yeah. the Kardashians, right? I would love well, to have, have 23. Some, <laughs> I know y'all wish you had some Kardashian money, though, I would love those 23, right? 23 oh. paychecks. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? Although it's it's a lot of work. It is. And the camera crew, they all like to manipulate you if, to get what they need from you. And so yeah. sometimes it's really long days and it's dealing with a bunch of different people and attitudes. So, How has, um, we're, we're going to get into this a little bit as we go into our, our final quarter, but I want to, how has this show, re- I mean, you guys have already been local celebrities each one be, right. just by virtue of being a performer at asia sf we all i think we those of us who are you know supporters of your community definitely support asia sf and what you do and you know every time we see you we think oh they're low but you guys are world celebrities now okay yeah. they're where you have are recognized by people all over the world and in, in, in getting requests from different stations and interviews and stuff from all over the place that changes. You talk about privacy. You know, it's no longer yours. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's really no longer yours. Yeah. And um, that has to. How are you guys working with that to bend it into or develop into something that's positive for you? You know, you, how are you utilizing that to, well, to realize I think your dream? Before dreams? we even started this adventure, they brought us into a media training and taught oh, us good. how good. to speak to, um, like you know. Yeah, and Glad so, has been amazing. Yeah, and, and working in with each that. season, Glad comes in, and I'm just like, do I have to learn this shit again? Yeah. <laughs> but, but then you're like, I'm glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, we learn what to put out there, what what we what we do want, and we learn how to answer questions. And so I mean, 
in the most part, I think we were really taken care of. Yeah, but 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 you guys now have the ability to utilize something to realize another dream. I mean, the TV show is mm-hmm. one dream, but you all are individuals doing individual things. Mm-hmm. Let's take you, Naya, for instance. I don't see. I mean, I I see you on the show as being more administrative, business oriented. You know, I can see you owning some place like Asia SF in, in your in your life. You are that figure. I don't know if you want to be, but you are that figure. I'm not kidding when I say she's flying in, beautiful hair flowing. Ladies, ladies, ladies. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a CEO of their own company? Right. Day? But I, no. but I, you know, I can see that in you. Do you see this celebrity that you're getting somewhere in the future really helping you realize another dream? Oh, yeah, you? definitely. I mean, uh, it's also I think like the glad training was like Bianca was saying was amazing and I've been doing a few hosting gigs and public speaking and meeting people like you and Michelle Miao as make and also my mother Tita Ida that does a lot of you know public speaking and I would love to get into that Mm -hmm, you know that's probably one of the things that I've been working on trying to just get better at that so I can, you know, educate people better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think when we did the the panel discussion for DragCon, it was so amazing because these girls are so well spoken on who they are and and as trans women, and they really are inspiration for so many people that are out there. And I know that we all collectively have really sort of embraced this idea that. We're doing this for the next generation, for the trans kids out there. And we have some trans kids friends that come to HSF and and it's so wonderful to see the kids that, you know, feel embraced by their, you know, peers for who they are mm-hmm. and also their parents. And that's a whole nother thing is being a parent of a trans child is is a very is is a lot of a challenge as well. So so well, I think that, that that's this idea of doing more of these panels, you know, help Stanford or Cal or what really help to educate people about that as well. Well, Bianca, you are definitely utilizing this in, in a way to as an entertainer. I mean, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. girl, you everywhere. <laughs> LA. I mean, you're everywhere every week yeah. and I'm you know, you know I follow you and see where you are and you're doing your live your life, uh, uh, Facebook feeds and whatnot. And, and when I see that, a lot of them are in the LGBT community with young people. Well, I think you're giving them a better understanding of trans people. Because, you know, there's always that thing where you, people, we don't, gay people don't even understand sometimes. Yeah, and no, they don't have enough information when, when they get their friends. Oh, well, what about that trend? They, they don't really know. And They're that's like, part of the know. reason why I'm still, why I'm pushing forward to do what I do, because until I came along, there wasn't really any trans there people wasn't. in the in the in the Castro mm-hmm. period. So, I mean, with that said, I mean, I I I do know the community a lot. I work with them, um, and I just really push forward to continue to do the work that I'm doing and have a presence in the community to let them know that we are part of the community and we are here and we're doing things. And so, I love it. Like my following that I'm already starting to get the young people. I love it. I walk in the club and I'm getting kisses and hugs from everyone. Yeah. It's like it lets me know that what I'm doing is making is, a difference. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're gonna, we have one more break, right? One more break, and then we come back. I'm gonna follow up with what you're doing, and then I'm gonna talk about your single that's gonna be coming out, yeah. Bianca. And then we'll kind of wrap up a little bit about and get into seasons two premiere. Okay, we'll be right <laughs> back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. 
You're listening to the Progressive Voices Channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Okay, okay, we're back for our final 15 minutes. And I, like I said before, I have probably the best cast of guests here that we've had so far this year in the cast of Transcendent with Christina, Naya, Bianca, and uh, the creator and um, owner of Asia SF, from which the uh, show is based upon. We have Larry Hashbarger here, and uh, we've been talking about the show in general, but a lot about the uh, the individual cast members and how the show's affected them and what the show is doing for the community out there. And, and as we were left for commercial break, I was going to Christina to kind of talk about how the, the celebrityism that she's now gained has uh, changed her life and what is she doing to kind of coddle that into something positive for you what are, what are you doing with all this new national international celebrity mm-hmm. and where you hope it's going to take you from this point well for me it's so funny because it's like I don't know for the rest of the girls but I I still walk like a, my life normally like mm-hmm. I normally would and oh, I still do too yeah <laughs> and, and, and it's and it's just like I don't it hasn't hit me as strong yet because Ultimately, I realized that you don't change as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and but the people around you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. and and I and it's true because I, I consider myself to be very grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I also consider myself to be very private. Like I only share things with certain selective people that I really know have the best interest for me. Um, yeah. I'm excited because I got back from my trip from Florida. I was in the East Coast visiting family as well, and I did Sensei. You know, with one of the Wachowskis. And I, you know, I was an extra, but I was able to meet Lana Wachowski. And I was like, oh, 
you know, they were telling me I can't talk to her and stuff like that. So really what I really would love to do, my biggest passion in life has always my childhood dream was to become an actress. And I'm going to do whatever I can to achieve that goal. Yeah. You know? yeah. Take an acting class. <laughs> I've already told her. Oh, I'm really Lord, good at acting. We get reads here on my show <laughs> now. <laughs> Be supportive. I get reads. I am, Take but an acting honey, class. Shh, mind your business. No, no but, it's good, but it's good advice. You, it even, is good advice. Honey, I, even take I didn't ask classes, for your opinion. We're filming season three already right now. World of Wonders right in here right now taking pictures and all that kind of good stuff. Well, let's get to season two because... You know, you guys have kind of hinted upon this. Season two, honey, you, if you thought there was drama in season one, there's drama no in season No comparison. No com- oh, season oh. two, June 8th on the Fuse Network at 8 at 11.30. Okay. Are you still right. following Big Frida's show? Yes. Okay, which seems to have been a good slot for you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? It was, yeah. You yeah. know? It seems to definitely have held, because it's all when you have a half-hour show, it's always good to... Make sure that you can hold on, and you're doing that. People are yeah. staying well, on. Because then and you have adding. someone like Big Frida, and then you mm-hmm. put us right after. And right. Then, but well, I have to say that our premiere um, episode for season one last yes. fall was the highest rated premiere in the oh, history right. of the network for 18 or 34. Among millennials, which, yeah, is, which, which, right. which is the demo everybody's. After. You got us. Yeah, so it getting. was a mega hit for the network, and so I think that's why season two got picked up. So fast. Yeah, yeah, you weren't even done with the season two mm-hmm. one showing. I remember Sorry. when you announced mm-hmm. you announced that at the premi- at the party. You yeah. Like, oh. yeah, yeah. Season two, everybody's like, "Well, we shown season one." <laughs> um, so, um, without telling any major stuff, because you guys do you guys do a good job. I mean, you guys are all sitting here. You guys have all worked together for years, and there's just some serious stuff that goes on that show between yeah. you guys. Yeah. You know, there's some arguments in there that. Other women could not come out of as friends. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You Honestly, could not come out of an argument like that and go, "Girl, I'm gonna call you girlfriend from now on." Yeah. But you guys seem to be able to do that because we. I feel for me, we look at the bigger scale of things, which is really the sisterhood that we do have because we're trans and we're a very small group and we work together at Asia stuff. That yeah, we may have our moments. But bigger picture is, like, for example, I have moments with Bianca. Bambi has moments with Bianca. I have moments with Naya. Nevertheless, bigger picture is that I love all my sisters, and I know they care about me one way or another. Just like a real family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's dysfunctional, realize, but it's real. <laughs> and then we just realize that Christina's a mess. So okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hence the name <laughs> Crystal oh, Mary. Spoiler alert. Wait until season Spoiler alert. Crystal Mess is coming out in... Season oh, two. <laughs> yeah, see, this, I'm seeing the real Naya now. I got the real Naya. <laughs> <Ta-da. laughs> I totally misread her. Totally misread her. Well, yeah, that's that's what I love about the show is that um, it does show some ugly stuff, of some cat fights. I mean, I've seen some words go between. I'm like, oh, how they? How? And I was like, I just saw them. They were just like, girl. girl. <laughs> and this happened. Which, like, you know what? That's how also. a production team really sherry code. Like, for example, last season, they really cleaned up a lot of oh, the, yes. actually what actually happens in the locker room and the dressing room, I should say. They made us look like angels, honey. Oh. <laughs> but in <laughs> season two, uh-uh. They're like, yeah. let them let go. So since this is a reality docuseries or however you want to say it, it isn't a, a reality show such as um, 
like you said, um, mm. supermodels or drag race where people change every season. Um, so really, since it is an Asia SF behind the scenes type of thing, it really would have to be a change in that makeup for any probably changes in the show, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean there's we've had a lot of girls or you that have your, been you, like we get your and beauty makeup. We still have a lot of girls. <laughs> yeah, where you're hosting. No, we I, have a lot of girls that have I been like trying to is, email us to become ladies of I think what's hard is we have a core group of thirteen girls already, yeah. and so who all have shifts. We we're open five days a week, so it's like. You know, where are we going to put all of these new girls? But there are emergency situations to where, like, two girls are down and we need someone to work. What are we going to do? So, like, we Mm -hmm. think we need girls for that, but... I mean, that's, for me, I think, right now, that is a bit of a frustration because we don't have more opportunities. We don't have openings for, Mm -hmm. for new girls. But, you know, I want to, hopefully, we're going to expand. Unless there's another restaurant. Well, I was going to say, hopefully, we're going to expand to, uh, we're trying to expand to L.A. and maybe Las Vegas. And so that would create a lot more opportunities. Kind of like a housewives. I am so going to L.A. And and, uh, we'll be doing residency there. That would be great. Like, we we were the mother show. And then we're like, you know, (laughs) transcendent L.A., transcendent, you know, That would be a, a great scene of. You know, the transcendent girls meeting the new girls in a new city, right? Yeah. That would be well, awesome. I don't know about that. That'd be awesome. Well, I don't, hopefully, I mean, I, I, I was with Bianca during one of her filmings at um, Tweeka Turner's show. Oh, yeah. And, the um, so I'm hoping that didn't make the, you know, cutting room floor. So oh, maybe, please. So maybe, maybe I can look. <laughs> Louise, you know it made it. You You made it. You know it made it. Get it in there. I just want to say, you guys, you've done not only San Francisco proud, you've done the transgender community proud, you've done, I'm sure, Larry proud. Um, There's just so much, so much more. I wish that the president of the United States would uh, would invite you guys to the White House before he leaves. And um, so I, so you know, Michelle and President Obama. I know how much you guys support the trans community, and this show, unlike many others, I think is about as real. The, as I know it, um, mm. that is out there, and I w- it would be great for them to acknowledge that. You know, mm-hmm. I know you've been nominated for GLAAD awards, and I'm sure there's many, many m- more media awards to come, or nominations and stuff to come for the show. But it would really be great for something of that platform to recognize what you guys have Thank done. Thank you. Yes, we I do love you, Obama I... and Michelle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to call Michelle. Obama my father. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm his daughter. Daughter. And you guys are really busy, and I really appreciate you taking the time um, to come to the show. So you guys, right now, put on your calendar June the 8th. That's Wednesday at 11.30 on Fuse TV. Uh, I do late, know later in the season probably to start showing up on Hulu like it probably did last yes. year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't wait. Um, you know, I know a lot of people go, I'll wait till I can see it. No, don't watch. wait. Don't watch wait. because watch our it. lowest ratings were here in San Francisco. See, and that, that's what's a sad thing. Yeah. So Get out there and watch the if damn If you show. it, you please watch within three days. We really would appreciate it. There you yes, go. Yes, we need a season three. Y'all. You might get a free shot at HSF if you watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. And look for each one of the, uh, these girls on, on Facebook. Um, they're they're both uh, prevalent on that and also on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow them. Go to their shows that they're doing. Give them some love personally. Thank them when you see them on the street. <laughs> they deserve 
every bit of that. Thank you, Larry, for even having the idea of putting this out there, supporting the trans community, um, doing everything that you've done. You guys all deserve the celebrity. It shouldn't even be celebrity grand marshals. It should just be grand marshals because you guys are, <laughs> No, really. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just should be grand marshal because you do represent from a community standpoint as well as being Absolutely. out there. So thank, thank you. you all. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. For you guys out there, um, thank you for listening. And before we sign off, I you know normally we play our, our theme song, but I'm going to leave the show with a new project that I'm working out this soon to be out at the end of the summer. My latest single, which is called I Want You Back, will be dropping later this um, this summer. So here's a little bit of a taste for you. Goodbye, and I'll see you next week.